Welcome to the best of the run home with Joel and Fletch. And we like to kick off our week with Monday A grades. You're used to that. You're used to Sats and Woogie. But what you're not used to is this debutant, this man who's just took to the microphone like a duck to water, Brian. Yeah, dual international, mm. Matthew Rogers. Uh, it was great to speak to him. Sats, I found out, wears ladies' undies. Yeah, so, we found that out. So have a listen. Last chance to get your A-graders in, or Z-graders, whatever the case may be, for win the A-grade hat. Now, I've come across this one on the BBC, Brian, where a hang woman on, with... Hang on, hang on, hang on. We'll go through this again. <laughs> yeah. When you say BBC, yeah. what website are you on? The British Broadcast. Gotcha, sorry. Yeah, not, yeah. not the other one. <laughs> Just wanted to confirm that. <laughs> no, 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 definitely this one. Because that's what's uh, on my I think this is a Z-grader. I, I quite like what's happened here. So a woman with terminal cancer who decided to throw a party rather than have a funeral. So she wanted to spend her money on a big party where she could be there as opposed to – she doesn't need anyone at a funeral, she Great says. Idea. She goes, Linda Williams, 76, from High Wickham, hates funerals and wanted to be able to dance the night away with her friends instead. After being diagnosed with terminal cancer a year ago, she started organising the party. I had an absolute blast, the former Tai Chi instructor said. I've never been to a good funeral. They're miserable things, so I decided I wanted to celebrate my life with me there. I nearly died two weeks before it, so I had a cardboard cutout made just in case, but I was able to be there with all my friends. Awesome. That's that's good. We do like that. Yeah. I've been to a funeral, though, where it was quite jovial. You know, they, they played some clips of – it was good. Yeah. Uh, can I do my A grade? Yes, mate. Well, it's me. It's me. What happened? So about two weeks ago uh, – not two weeks ago – about a year ago, we did the garage up. So there's a company that comes in, they stick the, it's all about hooks, gets everything off the ground. Oh, yep, you know? yep, 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 yep. I think it's called, uh, I think they organise it, there's garage organisers. And it, it's made it beautiful. Painted the floor like it's a mechanics, you know, that shiny grey paint. So is the wall the one with all the holes in it? Yeah, they, they clip it on. Yep. And you've got cupboards and it was just great. Everything off the floor, yep. everything on the walls, my shovel, yep. my my hoe, uh, my broom, yep. everything on my rope. Ryobi stuff. Anywho, we left. There was one cupboard up high, and Brick goes, "Get rid of that." And I said, "No, no, this is good. We just leave it there." She goes, "Why? You're doing the whole garage, and you're leaving these old, bodgy yeah. cupboards just up high. They were, they weren't, they were small, like small ones." Well, they also fixed the wall. They'd been previous, previously there yeah. for, for however long, yeah. ten years, and in there was paint, mm-hmm. and I never thought anything of it. Anyway, on the weekend while I was away. Cupboard fell off the wall oh, no. and went onto the floor, and inside was paint and acrylic oh, paint too, no. and it just smashed everywhere. Make matters worse. Hope it didn't get into your sauna. Yeah, it smashed the sauna. Oh, oh no, my David Warner. Yeah, my Candice. <laughs> but then the dogs went into the garage. No way. Oh. Paw Central through the house. <laughs> DJ pours off. Yeah, it gets worse. Oh, no. it gets worse. No. So the paint goes through the house. Rick and I was away in Yass. Yeah, just getting KFC. <laughs> With Mike Oxlong. And then <laughs> i got to get the paint off, no. off the timber floorboards. Yep. So I started, I had, I got the little paint scraper, went, oh, this is going to scratch the floor. I can't be doing that. So it's acrylic paint. So I got the metho out and I've rubbed it off gently, but oh, it's taken. downtown Patchfield. Everything. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't have done the whole, because I, you know, test one area. It's rank. Oh, it's no. taken all the so, po- polyurethane so, off. So what have you done with the rest of it? The paint? Yeah. Well, it's all over me. Brightens. No, no, no. But what about, <laughs> so you've tested one area on the floorboards. Yeah. What have you done for the... No, it's just all poor stuff still left there. <laughs>
DJ Paul's office still there. <laughs> you should just go up right on with it now. Just pour the joint oh, out of it. Oh, it's rank, mate. And then I just had to mop it up with, with paper towels. No. I don't paper towels, newspaper. Can't get it off. Acrylic, oil-based paint. Yep. Why have that in your I know. garage? I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, so anyway, we're going to put the – can we put that up on uh, TikTok? Yeah, I'm sure we can. It's rank. Uh, Junior Smithy's on the text. He said, good afternoon, boys. My A grade is my partner. She just rang me to do a pickup for our daughter from dancing from work, even though she was there after dropping her off, says Junior Smithy. So mum's gone to work? Yeah. Is that what, is, I don't know. I'm I, I think Junior Smithy's got a lift. Just get it done. Yeah, just Tell you who's an A grade. <laughs> I, I have to say this. Boys, you been? You watched maths last night? Yep, I didn't. The newlywed. The, the one that says, ah, oh, you know, usually my type is footballers and uh, tradies. Oh, yeah. 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 Did you... I didn't watch it, no. Oh, mate. This poor bugger. <laughs> this poor – Hugo's his name. And he gets the nervous rash. No, nah, that's not him. I noticed him. Yeah. No, but... no, he does. Oh, does he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because when they were at that dinner, he's he was just going red. Yeah. Now, they all go and red. Yeah, a lot of them do go red. A lot of them all – and a lot of the ears go red. Have you noticed? Yeah. The Matt's ears are all, always red. It's a real tell. You can tell when people are under the... Anyway, sorry, Sugar. Yeah. Digress. No, 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 no digressing needed. Um, that was about it. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. What's on tonight, Brian? I'm going back uh, episode seven, episode eight of Full Swing on Netflix about the oh, golf. It's awesome. Is it? Awesome. So they go from, you know, the the Justin Thomases and the Jordan Spieths to this kid called Joel. Uh, hang on. Damon. Yep. And is it Damon? Damon. Joel Damon. Yeah, it Joel is. Damon. And he's just a champion. So they go, do you think he can ever uh, be a, oh. a uh, champion, a, a major champion? He goes, no. He comes <laughs> in to see. He goes, someone's got to be 170th in the world. And he goes, I'm just happy to be playing here. But is he's he? a gun. Yeah. And he goes, I just don't practice enough. <laughs> is that what he he, he's saying it, yeah. So he's a pro. He's on the PGA Tour. He's a rat's ass pro. Rat's ass pro. And he, he, but he owns it. He's won. Yeah. He's won a – but I didn't realise this. So you're basically – like all these golfers are basically like subcontractors. So they've got to look after everything. They've got to fly themselves to, to an event. So all their expenses come out of their own kick. So if you don't make the cut, it's no good. No. That's why the live golf is so – uh, attractive yeah. f- for people because there's no obviously there's no cut. It's very good. Dustin Johnson, um, bit of an A grade. Yeah, bit of an A grade. Pol- Ian Poulter's a bit of an A grade mm, too. I feel. The Pom. Yeah. Do you find him a bit of an A grade? Yeah. But it's really good. They've done it. They've done it terrifically well. This fellow, not for twenty years at no. Sports Day. Let me tell you that. Boogie and Woogie. Plus, Matt the Rat Rogers. Matt Rogers joins us here on the run home with Joel and Fletch. G'day, Matthew. Hey, boys. How are you? Oh, Rat. I love your voice, Rat. Yeah. How's it going? <laughs> how, how's it, how, Mate, I'm in, here, I'm in here with Ultimate Professionals. I'm in here with Sats. Yeah. He's just... He's Woogie's not here. Ship. Woogie's not here. Oh, at the moment, so. Do you know where he is? Do you want to know where he is? Delivering yes. pizza. He said, don't <laughs> tell anyone where I'm going to be today. He gets his teeth whitened once every six months. Oh, no. Does he? I tell yeah, you, he's going to be there. Tell him he should do it monthly. <laughs> <laughs> Hey Rat, talk yeah. to me. How are you going? How is it? Yeah. How is how's it working with uh, Sats? Well, oh, I'm loving it. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I get to come in here and talk footy with uh, you know an expert in his field, Sats. 
Yep. And um, mate, yeah, he's a, he's an ultimate ultimate professional, mate. He's showing me the ropes, and mate, how it's it's, it's a piece of cake. Hey, uh, <laughs> hey, rap. We have this thing on a Monday. We call it uh, Monday A grade. So basically, for pork right. chops. And, and speaking mm. of social media, this is one of my A grades. I meant to mention earlier, boys. Couples who just continually share their love for one another. They're probably sitting next to each other as they oh, do it. And the birthday go. Is that an Thank A grade? God, sugar. I don't know. Yes. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Before we do this. Yes. We have Brooksy? A new, is we have, Brooksy? We have, Brooksy we have a new guest. <laughs> we have a, oh, okay. not a guest. We have a, we have a new member of the team. Yep. Have we vetted this? Maybe Rat is one of these people. Oh. Well, well just explain. Please explain what you mean. Go like, Sats. So, go Sats. Okay. So, um, okay, my nephew. Right. Got in, he got engaged. He's in Canada at the moment. Yep. He got engaged to his... Lovely. To his lovely. Yeah. Congratulations. This is the one I want to spend the rest of my life to. And she answers back to him. Yes. Love you always. Yeah. Well, they're sitting next to each other. Oh, on, the, on, the, oh, on the on the on post, the chat. Yeah. On the chat. Yeah. Come yeah. on. A grades. Hang on, Rat. You know, you and Chloe checks. don't do this sort of stuff. <laughs> no, mate. Okay. Well, let's rip in. Play on. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't like the birthday one. Oh, happy birthday to my beautiful so and so. And then he or she will reply. In yeah, four in four. Posts later, yes, oh, I love you too and thank you very much. What about when your child is having, like your adult child is having a birthday and the line is, I love the person that you've grown into? Oh, yeah. You don't really. like. No. <laughs> well, you, don't, you don't really love the, you, your adult child. You want child. them out of your house as quick as possible. <laughs> Correct. And if you're okay. in the house, <clears throat> pay board. Yes. <laughs> uh, and on time. Uh, and on uh, James time. on the line. James on the line. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. James, thoughts? You have proven yourself to be a complete dead shit. That's heavy. James, I think you've read hey, the wrong uh, program. <laughs> well, hang on. Oh, here Uh-oh. we go. There's a fax. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Uh, sorry. So, Rat, I've got to, um, I've got to stop here. We get a, a fax here. So I've got right. to tell our new listeners and, of course, new talent. So I've been getting a fax here for two two years, and it's a we think it's a well basically it's an advice fax a, a column that used to be here. I think it must have been around the two G two C H two C H not two yeah. GB. They're still going. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, it's dear Jared. I need to find out who this dear Jared is. I'm a 23 year old guy and have always enjoyed cross dressing. I love the way it feels next to my skin. So sexy. I don't have a job, so I can't afford to buy my own stuff. And I don't have any sisters. My mother doesn't wear anything alluring, but I've got a few younger neighbours and they like the satin and silk underwear. When they go to work, I sneak into their gardens and take things off the line. But I'm worried I'll get caught. Should I keep doing this, Jared? Uh, what do you think, guys? <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. Well, would you, does, <laughs> have you ever worn Chloe's underwear or not? <laughs> no, no? Okay. Right. no, no, I haven't. I can. This is categor- the stuff you got. This is the stuff you got to get used to. From I, I, I can. I, I can cat- <laughs> categorically say that I have never worn my wife's underwear. No, <laughs> but there's. I remember when we were kids, snow dropping was a big was a big thing. Did snow you ever dropping? What's you a snow drop? Snow, talk to me. Snow talk dropping. You go. It? You go through someone's house and still there. Bordies. It was an old go. Off the clothesline, you Off mean. the clothesline. It's called yeah. snow dropping. Oh, you've, oh, never yeah, heard of, yeah. you've never heard of never this Never heard term. of it. 
I did a bit of that when I was about 12 years old at Lennox Head. That's right. Caravan Park, yeah. having school holidays. And the old man had the pub, and didn't he? Did, chopping, yeah. chopping hoses up. I know, I know you know. <laughs> <laughs> Orchy bottles. <laughs> hose shrank by about four inches every <laughs> week. <laughs> Garden hoses. So what's your advice, Rat, to, to this gentleman? Because... I've never really – we don't really get around the advice. There's no, no. Jared here. Does a Jared work for SEN? I don't know. Mm. Um, but <laughs> we need to, I think, get back oh, look, to this I, guy. I, I think Jared just needs to do whatever makes him feel comfortable as long as he's not hurting anybody else in the process. No, no, yep. Jared – I don't think Jared's this man. <laughs> Jared's, Jared's the guy that gives advice, and we don't know who this Jared is. Oh, right. So I'm, giving, so I'm, I'm being the Jared. Yes. Yep. You're right. Jared. Yeah, okay. I don't know any well, Jerrods, but I imagine there are Jerrods out there. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. No, Derek. Funnily enough, they're the same person. <laughs> uh, there, 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 is, there is an elephant in the room uh, here. Yeah. And correct me if I'm right here, Sats. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> do, do you not wear – you don't mind the, the female underwear, is that right? Me? My – Fat ass wouldn't fit in female yeah, haven't, haven't you mentioned no, previously, correct me if I'm right, that you have worn female <laughs> underwear? Yeah, I have before. I don't know why. I can't remember. But Can you said you... it was quite comfortable. Very comfortable. Yeah. Mm. Just Very by, comfortable. Was it just by mistake? It was by necessity. Oh, okay. Because right. yeah. you had no clean Reggies or well, was, I had was none an on and then I had to wear some. So a, a pair were borrowed to me and... Well, hang on. Why did borrowed. you had none on? Yeah, I can understand you had nothing on. But well, why borrowed, did you need some? You borrowed in a the woman's situation underwear. I was in, it was going to it was going to be revealing. Yeah, I know. So, but what situation were you in that you needed to take I, your pants off? Okay. <laughs> no, because when I sit down, things can drop out. So right. okay, did you have a pair of stubbies on? Well, yeah, no. A pair of footy shorts. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, where where were you? Just I was getting a photo taken in shorts, sitting yes. down. Yes. And what was the photo taken for, for a local rag? Well, yes, it was for, like, publication. People magazine. Yeah. <laughs> and did you have footy shorts on? <laughs> You'd be a good investigator, you would be. No, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm a detective. I had, footy, I had footy He's shorts relentless. on. Yeah, I you had did. footy shorts on, yep. and you had to pose squatting down. Yep. And Thank you, you yeah. Sort of one knee, you know, like the old. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sort of nearly one well, knee down, but not really. Poses gotcha. that the cameraman used to make you do. Yeah. You're holding the footy and. Yeah, no and, crap photos. Yeah, yeah. Those ones, yeah. And, so and, and who's, something could have dropped out. And, yeah, understand. I, I, look, mm-hmm. I know where you're going with this. Yep. But whose undies did you wear? Was it the photographers or? No, no. There was a lady that worked in the footy office. And, and wow. she took hers she, off. She, yeah, had a, she had a pair that she had on that, <laughs> that morning. Yeah. And I borrowed them for the photo and then obviously didn't give them back. I just kept them and put them in my top drawer. <laughs> <laughs> but why did wow. she – did she have a spare pair of undies? Yeah, she did, yeah. Why? Well, she'd been to the gym in the morning. And, oh, wow. Oh, so they're used. So they were sweaty. dirty. Yeah, they were used. <laughs> yeah. What's wrong with you? Welcome back to the best of the run home with Joel and Fletch. And uh, what an inspirational chat this fellow was, Brian. Yeah, Billy Dib. he's uh, – it's, it's an amazing story. We're going to get around uh, his book – but he was such a uh, positive human going through, you know, an, an awful disease. Just such a an ornament for our country, Brian, for what this bloke's been through mm. and for what he continues to do. It's just baffling, really. Like this, this bloke, he well, he's made famous for being a boxer, a two-time world champion boxer. But he's currently in the fight of his life. I'm talking about Billy Dib. Billy Dib, welcome to the run home. Hey, Don, guys, how's things? Oh, Billy, look. In comparison to what you're going through at the moment, uh, things are fantastic, mate. And I'll tell you what, every time I see you 
on social media, I'm absolutely blown away with the positivity in which you're taking such a, a tricky, tricky situation for yourself. And that's probably a strange way to, to sum it up, but you're making it look that way. You're making it look, uh, you're watering it down, if you like, with your, your positivity and how you're going about it. How are you going, Billy? Look, I'm doing all right. I'm, uh, I'm hanging in there, you know, and at the end of the day, I just feel like it's a, uh, I feel that God's given me a platform and it's a responsibility for me to shed light on people because if people out there are struggling with the same illness or another illness and they see me in a bad way, then they, then they get, they think they've got no hope, you know. So for me, I choose to shed light on people and, you know, I choose to smile on my social media platform just to show people that I'm doing okay. That's not to say that there's days that I don't cry and have tantrums and stuff mm. like that. I'm only human, but most of the times I'm just, um, you know, grateful and thankful to still be around. So, Billy, what's the prognosis now? Are, are you um, still getting chemo? Are, are you in hospital or are you back home? At this stage right now, I'm, I'm back home, um, which is a total blessing, you know, because that's, that's really where the healing's done, you know, like yeah. when you speak about the healing process, the healing process is at home with your loved ones, with my wife and my son, my mother and father, my siblings, my loved my cousins, all, all that, you know, so it's like the healing process is done there. But obviously, um, when I'm in the hospital, they're administering the chemotherapy and doing all that sort of stuff. But you know, I just put a post on um, Instagram not long ago just saying that I'm, uh, I'm blessed to have gotten through four rounds of chemotherapy, which has been probably the most difficult thing that I've ever dealt with in my life. Um, and at this stage, the doctors are saying that on March 6th, they're going to do a, um, a PET scan. And then that PET scan will either deem me um, cancer-free and in remission or still got it and on to the next round. But I'm very hopeful and uh, looking forward to some fantastic news from the doctors. Billy, can you tell us how it all sort of came to your knowledge that you had to tackle this beast? What, what happened and was there something that you know, people who are listening may need to keep an eye on or how did that all come to your knowledge? You know what? It was it was sheer accident. It was just sheer accident. The, the, I was just saying that um, uh, it was just by sheer accident that I found it. It wasn't, it wasn't um, you know, when, when I spoke to the haematologist, Dr. Um, Sanjay, he he asked me his question was mate how did you find this like well, I mean how how what what happened and I said to him I was in the gym one day and I was sparring and somebody hit me with a body shot and you know it, it sort of hurt in a different way you know I've taken body shots before but like this body shot didn't wind me or anything but it caused like a really sharp pain like somebody was stabbing me in the stomach and he said to me the doctor said to me this is something that goes undetected for years he goes it's a miracle that you found it yeah. so you know it's just I guess, you know, me being in the gym and, and me getting hit in the stomach, God, God wanted me to find it, you know what I mean? And I found it and they, when they did a, um, uh, they did a scan, um, they did a, um, ultrasound and I, sh- I sort of, um, guided the woman who was doing the ultrasound to the, to where the pain was and she located it and then basically rung the, um, the hematologist and he said, yeah, we need to put him through a scan. They put me through a scan and he woke me up and said, listen, we need to do a, we need to do an endoscopy. So I need to need you to drink this liquid. I drank the liquid and then the following morning he woke me up and said, listen, um, do you want the good news or the bad news? And I said, um, I'll take the good news first. And he goes to me, the good news is, is um, we don't operate on Sundays. He goes, but because you're calling from a friend, we're going to do it. And he goes, but the bad news is we found cancer in your colon. So, um, you know, we, we need to go in and we need to get it out quick. And, um, they basically did that, and then two weeks later, I got really sick again. 
And then they, um, my wife contacted the hospital and they said, look, we were hoping that we didn't have to see you till Monday because I had an appointment on Monday, but this was Friday. Uh, the doctor said, we've actually misdiagnosed your husband and unfortunately he has non-Hodgkinson vertical lymphoma cancer and you got to rush him back to the hospital. So, you know, it's been, it's been quite the journey, you know what I mean? It's, uh, it hasn't been easy. It's been quite difficult. It's been um, a lot of ups and downs, but I'm just grateful to still be here. You know, I'm still, still kicking and I'm uh, just, just grateful to be in my son's life. Yeah, no, well said, Billy. Uh, Billy, this text, our text board has just lit up with, with everyone just saying, um, we, we call him if you, you've got to be a keeper, mm-hmm. which means that we, you know, uh, he's one to uh, to keep hold of. Billy, you're just uh, an absolute uh, ornament to your family and yourself, but not only you're going through all this, you're, you're mentoring kids through schools as well. Tell us a little bit, what, what are you doing there? Yeah, so, you know, from from a young age, I'm, uh, as I said to you guys, I... I always felt that, um, you know, God give, gave me my platform and it's a responsibility upon me to give back. And so by the way that I feel I can give back is by, you know, going to schools and mentoring kids and helping them through their difficult times. And, you know, even even um, just, you know, taking a few kids under my wing and just and making sure they're okay, you know, because there's, there's so many kids out there who aren't okay. You know, I mean, their parents are divorced. They're going through a really, really tough time. Um, and, and, and I just like to take it upon myself to try to help them and, and, and will them through and, and give them hope and let, let them know that by setting goals in their life, I, I often tell kids that there's three things. It's, it's, it's all about having a vision. When you have that vision and you're consistent in that vision, the only thing that will follow is success. And so I always try to tell kids, like, you know, set a goal, find out what it is that you want to do in your life and be very consistent in your approach. If that means needing to study hard or what that means training hard or whatever it is that you're doing work extremely hard because at the end of it you're only going to see success so you know i i take a lot of pride in um uh, you know in going to schools and and, and really um uh, shedding light and, and and telling people about my journey and, and letting them know that you know i was told by teachers that i'd never make it mm. but i did i made it and um and if i can do it you can do it i'm no better than you you know we got two legs two arms we both got two eyes you know, like if I can do it, you can do it. You just gotta have that will to will to and desire to, to succeed. Welcome back to the best of the run home with Joel and Fletch. And uh, I tell you what, it was a busy, busy show. Uh, you've got a new Waratah friend, Brian. Yeah, I do. Charlie Gamble. Yep. Uh, I've got a new Titan friend, an old Titan friend, old but I've been here for a big year. Yeah, and I've got a new favourite food. Yeah, curry, sausages, keens, of the mustard, comfort variety. Oh, it's great. But we're going to catch up with this bloke here. He's a cracker, Charlie Gamble, who's on the line. G'day, Charlie. Hey, gents, how we going? We're going all right, Charlie. Uh, rugby league season starting. I know you're a rah-rah man, Charlie, but does the rugby league pique your interest at all? <laughs> yeah, uh, I guess growing up in New Zealand, I've always been a bit of a Warriors fan, so hoping the Warriors got right this year. Mm. North Canterbury grew <laughs> up, Charlie. What was it like growing up in North Canterbury? Uh, good. I uh, grew up on a farm, you know, a big family, and you know, dad was there for his whole life, so it was good to be a country boy and then finally made myself... Charlie, how did... The big, oh, the big sorry. sorry, Charlie, how did you end up with the Waratahs? Yeah, this kind of came over to Sydney, just not really expecting to do much. Um, just tour around Sydney and, you know, started a new lifestyle and then kind of got picked up through club rugby. And, yeah, now I've been with the Tars for four years. So, yeah, yeah. that's how the story goes. <laughs> hey, uh, Charlie, I know you've worked closely with Richie McCaw. Um, tell us about this bloke. Like, everyone just raves about him. Yeah, I mean, one of the best players in the world for a reason. Um, just so onto it, on and off the field. Um you know, preparation, everything he does, he's, you know, he's got a process and I think it's, it, it always showed off the field and on the field. So, um, yeah, he, he's a good bloke and, um, 
you know, the person that, you know, young fellas always looked up to for a reason. Now, Charlie, you've been you've been here for four years, you say, and I know there's the five-year residency where you could effectively play for the Wallabies. You might be eligible. Would that ever – would you be interested in that or you're just going to be a New Zealander for the rest of your life? <laughs> yeah, I guess moving over here, I didn't really really know what, you know, my, what way my career was going to go. But, um, yeah, my five years ticks over in, at the start of April, so – um, you know, I've played all my years here for the Waratahs and in Sydney, so it's definitely something that, you know, I'm looking looking to and um, obviously want to do well with the Tars first, but if that ever pops up, then for sure. Just write it down okay. next to uh, Russell Crowe, Pavlova, yes. Farlap. That's right. Uh, We've got Charlie Gamble. How would it be received back home with your family and, and friends and stuff? Yeah, I guess uh got a bit of snack from my family at the start, but, yeah. you know, they're all for... <laughs> They're all for, you know, me going well, and that is all supportive. All my friends are supportive. Um, I don't know what the public would think, but, you know, it is what it is. Let me ask you this, Bondi. Not, uh, not Bondi. <laughs> I'm I was thinking about Bondi. Uh, Brian, if you plotted back in the day when you had a few little drinky-poos with your mates and you went out there wandering, so I'd say Corey Pearson and Mark O'Neill back in my day probably, who would you say were the riding shotgun with you the most? Uh, if you plotted your nights out. I'm going to ask Charlie the same question. Uh, Early doors, Woodsy, Natty Wood. Yep. Natty, but then he just got too hectic because <laughs> yeah. I'd go home and he'd get kept going for two days. Right. Uh, then it was Rico, mm. Mozza. Yes. Uh, Adrian Morley. You love Moz, don't you? Uh, Moz was just good company. Yeah. Who's your company, Charlie? Oh, it's hard to pick from. Uh, a few of the boys, uh, love a cold one. Uh, flying Fijian, Mark Nwanganitawasi. He, he doesn't mind going out east ways. Um, he's based... Out in Parramatta, so you know how it is. They they try find their way at the beach. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, uh, Lockie Swinner and Jay Gordon, they all wouldn't mind a good time, but, you know, good blokes. The night was good, but tonight I'm looking forward to it. What was that? Uh, I am Pat Malone. Oh, do you love a Pat Malone? I love a Pat Malone. Yeah. So what are we going to do is I'm going to have my favourite. Remember how a, a while back, maybe a month ago, I said your comfort movie? Yep. And the listeners just loved it. Yep. So this is comfort food. Mm. Something maybe be when you're a child, when you're a young fella, you just moved out of home. Well, tonight, curry sausage is back on the menu. Oh, really? Yeah, because no one in my house will eat it. With rice or mash? With rice. Yeah. Curry sausages with rice. That's your... That's your that uh, is my comfort. Yeah. Is it? I just, just makes me feel good. If I went out, like if I got Chinese delivered, it'd be Honey King prawns mm. and fried rice. Yeah. But homemade comfort food. Curry sausages. Love that. Gibbo, what's yours? Have you got one, Gibbo? Yeah, I've got one. It's probably, you were saying what you had when you were a kid. Well, it stayed with me all the way till adulthood. I, I love, uh, well, this is a, it's a big go in my house, and I still eat it to this day. So you get the uh, the frozen chips, the frozen McCain, like, fish pieces, gotcha. the lemon crumb ones. So they'll set you back a pity penny. Pity are they, penny are they like a, um, almost like a... Um, Triangular shape? Sort of, yeah. So yeah. they're about $11. You get six of them. So yeah. Usually you chuck four in the oven there, or the air fry these days. Then you butter about four or five slices of bread and then oh, yeah. crack three eggs. Oh, well. Wow. Oh. So you're just having sandwiches, chip sandwiches with fish and then a bit of egg. <laughs> I've been doing on. that since e I was egg about... Egg and fish? 
Yeah, I know. I, look, protein, double protein. Well, I, I mean, I guess when I was just cooking for myself when I was 10 years old, it was I could just chuck anything in it. Yeah. It's, it's stuck with yeah. me since. And yeah, uh, fish, chip, egg sandwiches is definitely my comfort food. And I still try to have it once a week just to oh, remind dear. myself of... Yeah, good times. Good times. Brooks, have you got one for us? Yeah, definitely. Uh, if I can't be bothered, I'll go chips and salsa. But if I've got a bit of momentum going, it's nachos. In the grill, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So you get an avocado, salsa, no sour cream, jalapenos. There's generally some at the back of the fridge, and it's sort of an opportunity to throw. It's a bit like your um, bubble and squeak, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Mexican style. So you can throw a few things. If you have got some red kidney beans in the shelf that you haven't used in four years, throw them in the nachos. Mm. Uh, if you have got some chicken, cut it up, grill it, don't mind it, put it in there, yeah, and just put so much cheese on there, just cover it all up. What have you got, Sean? Oh, look, I, you, I, you have a takeaway. It doesn't have to be home. No, 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 no. Mine's, mine is um, get yourself some white bread. Gotcha. Just absolutely smack it with butter. Yep. Right. And it's even better if you've got to defrost the white bread so it's a little bit warm. Hit it with the butter. Oh. Chicken snitty, homemade chicken snitty, and just drown that thing in gravy. Yeah, like it. Right. Preferably some goes on the plate. And you mop that little bit up at the end. Oh, you mop Just run at me as hard as you oh, want to run. I, that's, I like that. I yeah. could eat all of yours. Yeah. Everyone here. I could eat it. 0457736736. Listeners, hit me. Mm. Hit us with your favorite little comfort food. Yeah. I don't mind your, your buttered bread. I'm starting to think I used to just whack tubes on there. Tubes? Tubes. Oh, mate. Tube sandwich. I, I can eat a sandwich with anything. So if if there's lasagna on, boom, straight in the sandwich. Like any Double carb. Of, oh, just I love it. But I feel like, because you know when you were doing your 75 hard last year, Fletch, yeah. you were saying no white bread. If it's white, it ain't right. Exactly. When I've been eating white bread since I can remember and I'm starting to think, okay, maybe is it am I at that stage where I've got to stop? It does. Because you know when you put white, other than put it when you put it down your pants. What, what, <laughs> well, have you seen white bread? What happens when you put it in the sink? No. So soaks. You, it soaks and just absorbs yeah. all the water. That's what it does to your guts. Right. So it just sits in the bottom of your guts. So you need something with a little bit of crunch to it. Yeah, okay. Gibbo. I'm not, I'm not here to give any uh, no, that's dietary right. tips out, no. but uh, white bread, no good. No, no good at all. That is the big question <laughs> that I need to ask. And the coach in his fourth season at the Gold Coast Titans is Justin Holbrook, and he's on the line. G'day, Justin. Good afternoon. Uh, yes. How's the preseason been, mate? This is your, your fourth one, your fourth crack at this it is a big season. You know there's pressure out there and about. Um, how do you feel going into season 2023? Yeah, I feel really good, Joel. Obviously, it's been a long pre-season, as it is for everybody. But, um, you know, off the back of a real disappointing season that we had last year, you know, I think the, the first couple of years we improved, we improved, and then we sort of come crushing back last year, which was really disappointing for everyone. So, mate, really happy with the pre-season. Uh, staff have done a great job. The players have been excellent and look forward to it kicking off as you said Sunday night against a, a dangerous Tiger side as well. Uh, I don't mind saying it I've been saying it uh, many many times on the show I believe Justin Holbrook is a career coach but it is your fourth season i tell you what you did get right mate last year putting Tino as skipper so he would have been only 21 yeah. maybe last year did you have any reservations about giving a kid who's only really 21 years of age not that much experience um the job of captain in the club? No, I didn't have any doubts at all. Obviously, our results didn't help, but in terms of him as a leader, like if, you know, you see the way he plays, that's exactly the way he trains. He's 100 mile an hour every day and uh, and he's, and he's a, he cares a lot. You know, he's a real sort of 
uh, gentle giant off the field type of thing. Like he's always thinking about the club and the team, and uh, he probably took too much on his shoulders. Um, you know, that's one thing we've, we've rectified in terms of the on-field stuff. You know, making sure we have got Kieran and Barons and AJ to do a lot more of that stuff. Tanner Boyd and, and Tina can just play his role during the 80 minutes um, and not have to worry about any decisions there. But you know, during the week he plays a huge part in it. So no, I think he's he'll, he'll do a fantastic job. He'll be better for last year again and. Now we've got help around him this year. Now, um, Fafita, that's been all the chat. How do you get the best out of Dave Fafita? Is there clues that you're seeing to think, yep, this is his year, he's ready to fire? Yeah, well, I think, you know, I've said a, you know, a few times last year, Joel, and the same going into this year, I think there's a, it's a collective for Dave. It's not all on Dave. It's no. not all on myself. It's not not all on the players, but all, all three of us have got to play a part in it. So one thing, you, you know, he's really knuckled down uh, coming back, uh, in particular through January, February. He's, he's got himself in really good shape. We know the halves have got to do better for him, and, and we know as coaches we've got to make sure that we unlock opportunities for him because we can't do the old under-7s, you know, just mm. give, give it to him early and expect him to beat everybody. But, um, you know, one thing, you know, obviously getting Kieran in, he, he's noticed, you know, a lot of things he's working hard at and, and getting results out that aren't standing out. But it's hard for Dave because everyone expects those, you know, what he can do, you want to see every single time. But, uh, you know, the NRL doesn't really allow that. But, look, he'll, he'll do some special things, but it's it's his work rate that he's, he's really improved over the last couple of months. So, um, yeah, look, it's a combination of everything and we're expecting him to have a good year. Titi, I know what he's trying to do here, my mate here. Oh. So what he wants you to do, because he's been tr- he's been telling everyone, all and sundry, he wants you to put him in the centres. Yeah. You want to just not the whole <laughs> left centre, not yeah, not not the whole game. Yeah, maybe just yep. spasmodically. Yeah, and he won't. Yep. Ask, he's a little bit embarrassed, and so he's he's on the conduit. I want to see him left centre because center, what we okay. know, Brian, yep. that that teams heavily attack right to left. Correct. For whatever reason, I know it's first grade, but they still attack they, the left side they more. Feel comfortable passing so right to his left. one little go he had there, Valentine Holmes of all people. Okay. Was on the, I want him on the other side. Okay. Do we have, do we have to bring that up? Do we yeah. have to bring that up? Um, <laughs> I want him on the other side. He could be a Malmanig. Okay. They, anyway, that's All my right. thoughts. Hang on, I'll give me pet and face. Yeah, yeah no, no, no. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. But um, let's just... No, look, look, look it's, 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 yeah, it's not the strangest call. Like, I think he'd be so, he's so damaging out wide. But I guess the tough one is, does he get enough ball being out in the centres? I know we can do that. We've got to put things around it. But... Yeah, look, it's not the it's not the craziest idea because um, I I think that's he's such a strike weapon that yeah I don't, I don't disagree with you completely but you know I think back row for now. Brian and I speak about this. The kids who come through Ben Barber, Nathan Blacklock, Nathan Merritt, these prolific try scorers in all the grades coming up, they just have a knack for converting it in first grade. That's what happens. Cam Pereira is one of those. For those who don't know this young fella, um, Loffy Cam Pereira. Who does he liken you to, Justin Holbrook? Oh, it's hard, Jolly, because he's only playing his first game. So all of a sudden, we, you know, I'd, I'd rather just let him have a, mm. a normal week and go out and play. But look, look, he's got, you know, how quick he is. He's got yeah. speed like Ado Car, like like he, you know, we got high hopes that you know he he, he can be that type of player. But yep. he's only just starting, so. Um, but look, like you mentioned, mate, he's, guys can score tries. He's one of those ones that just finds a way to get there and he's got that extra yard that, that other guys haven't got, which is the difference between getting there or not. So, um, yeah, he's um, coming in at a good time. The experience of Kieran on that left edge and 
and him being able to finish off some some tries is um, a real good opportunity for him. And he's had a great preseason. You know, last year, yeah, he played well in the Q Cup, but you know, he's a little bit inconsistency inconsistent with his sort of, I guess, um, application. But he's really knuckled down uh, his preseason and, and thoroughly deserves his his opportunity with us. Welcome back to the best of the run home with Joel and Fletch. And of course, we like to catch up with. Matthew Johns on a Thursday. Now, this man, he is just so, so talented. Have a listen to this. I, I tell you, a bloke who I, I reckon just sits down there with algorithms <laughs> and just crunches, you know, super coach. It's just got him written all over it. Uh, for Chemist Warehouse, great savings every day. The great Matthew Johns, the Morning Glory host, is on the line. G'day, Matthew. Hello, Charlie. Hey, Philpy. G'day, mate. How are you guys? Yeah, you scream super coach, Matthew. Ah, <laughs> uh, mate, I've got to. I've got to. I've got to learn to turn a computer on first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is similar to you not being able to drive a manual car, is it? That's uh... Philpy. Yeah. There's many, many things. The only thing. As a kid, the only thing I had going for me was a bit of ambition. That was yeah. it. I could do nothing else. <laughs> I, I tell you what, Matty, he's a bit off the bitty if our man Philpy, because April, our uh, learned newsreader, who's very, very good. The whole day she's been promoing him is, and, and joining the run home today is Stephen Phillip. <laughs> so he, he's off the bit. She's hit me. She's hit me good. You uh, very good. Let's just talk a little bit of footy. We, did, we probably should do that. It is uh, day one of Rugby League, 196 games in front of us or thereabouts. Now, the Broncos are considering to bring back Dave Feeder to the club. Thoughts? Mm. Well, <laughs> um, okay. Who's going to teach him? Who's going to teach him? The thing about Fafita is his next step, and we've been saying this for 18 months, is to actually buy into the science of the game. Mm. Now... A couple of things have happened. I, I had a yarn to... Uh, we interviewed Tino, um, myself and Fletch recently. What a champion he is. Great play. And uh, talking to Tino, because I know him pretty well, lived with the young bloke. And um, and we're talking about Fafita. And I said, mate, I said, have a yarn to your coach and, liter- and, and just switch Fafita at times during the game to the left-hand side. So he can play alongside Kieran, and Ke- mm. Kieran will teach him the game at training and stuff like that. The only sticking point was Bo for more. Now Bo, unfortunately, oh, has done an ACL, yeah. which is a huge blow for the Titans because he was far and away their best player last year and probably the year before that as well. But that's that's what I would be doing with David Fafita if I was the Gold Coast. I would be shifting him to the left-hand side to play with Kieran. Kieran will teach him the game. When David Fafita, if he buys into that, right, and understands what ball players can do for him, he's, you know, he's top three forwards in the game. You know, and, and, and you would go, to, go after him. But the thing is, you know, and I see this all the time with clubs, you know, they, they, coaches fall in love with potential all mm-hmm. the time. Yep. And unfortunately, potential gets coaches sacked. That's what happens. So, you know, a lot of times you see guys bump around clubs, you know, and they're struggling here and struggling there, and you get, they can see all the ability. And they always end up with another club because every coach, you know, got a big ego and says, no, I can get the best out of him. And most times they can't. I, I, I actually think this year with Fafita, I've got a feeling watching the way he played in the trial games, I think he'll take a step towards his potential. Um, but back to that original point, I think foreign could be enorm- enormous for him. 
I think Fafita's a bit like me. In my, oh, yeah. in my yes. marriage, I, I don't think I'm ever going to reach the potential my wife thinks I could possibly get to. Well, it's uh, you know, and that's there's nothing wrong with that, John. I, I, I always say when you're in the dating scene, yeah. set a low st- standard yeah. early. It's a fine line between let being let go yes. and doing too much. Yeah, I'm never going to get there. But anyway. and, and also, what side of the bed do you sleep on? Because maybe if you moved over to the left edge, I'm on the left. I'm on the left edge. Might help. Yeah, I, I sort of switch around. She goes, oh. Oh my god, this side of the bed's too mate. I'm always end up with the dud side of the bed. Really? So, or the lounge, even? D- mate, yeah. Philpy, there's plenty, plenty of that. There's been uh, plenty of mornings I've woken up and gone, how did I end up here? And where am I? Hey, hey just on Fletchy Boy. So we had him in uh he's he's two day Fletch at the moment, but he had Brit and the girls away. So it was just a Fletch yep. night. And, and 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 it's a wonderful thing to have, isn't it, when you're a father to come home to an empty household, it's sometimes quite liberating. But he was talking about um, uh, comfort foods, Matty. What's your comfort yep. food? When Matthew Johns goes home, Trisha's out, the boys aren't home, oh. what's your go-to? Not takeaway. <laughs> oh, well, that, that removes a lot from me because, <laughs> man, my cooking. i tell you what, right, I love doing, I do a veal schnitzel oh. and just lather it. With and 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 baked potatoes and yeah. just lather it with like salt and uh, and lemon. <laughs> I'm yeah. just that's yeah that's me. And if yeah. I'm gonna go eat out, um, any penny, <laughs> ha- mate. Yeah. By the way, yeah. Henny Penny was the king of chicken. Like, yeah. mate, honestly, KFC Henny Penny was it. That was my go-to in Newcastle these days. Oh, mate, you can't beat a pub feed. Yeah. Just going down there and just lacing into one of those. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Hey, Matty, um, we've got the 23-minute mm. rugby league preview with Matthew Johns. We probably mm. should get 40 seconds out of it. I think um, so. Premiers, Dallium winner, who have you got? I have gone for the Premiers. I've gone South Sydney. I'm going for the Bunnies. Originally, I was sort of was going to learn the chooks, but after looking at the way Bunnies went about their work in Charity Shield, I really like the Bunnies. Uh, well, I had Nico for the for the Dally M oh. double up, but his, that calf injury start of the year is going to sort of set him back. Oh, look! If the if if the bunnies are going to win it, I think it'll either be it'll be uh, Cody or Latrell. Mm. Tell you um, on the captain's run earlier today, uh, Denon said Scotty Drinkwater. He said he missed the yeah. big chunk of the the year last year or or the early chunk. Raced home to go very close, and he also and Cameron Smith said Josh Hodgson. Yeah, that was yeah. a big call, I thought. Yeah. 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 yeah um, isn't it amazing? I was just thinking before, we've forgotten the fact that about three, four years ago, the Melbourne Storm had, like, and this was before Jerome Hughes really made the full-time switch to seven. They had four fullbacks. Listen yeah. to these. So they had, they had Jerome Hughes, Pappenhaus, and Scott Drinkwater, and Nico Hines. And they moved Jerome to, to seven, and then they had to make a decision on the other three lads, and they picked Paps. Which, um, which I think, absolutely like, like like correct decision at the time, but unfortunately got that shocking knee injury. Mm. Hopefully, he can get back sooner rather than later or mid year. We're hoping, but it just shows you the quality they had in that squad. That that you know, Drinkwater's gone away, and after about six months of sort of fitting in at uh, North Queensland, is just a star player. And and of course, Nico Hines speaks for itself. Yeah, hundred percent. Look, uh, obviously, Pap's out. Uh, my outlandish statement for the year is Craig Bellamy in his final year wins the coach of the year. I, I think oh. he'll, he'll just get it done. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Pappenhausen's out, big out. I personally yeah. think he's he's the best support player 
ever, yep. including any yep. like, bar the lot. He's the best support player I've ever seen. Anyway, Matty. Yeah, it's a massive loss. Massive yeah. loss.